102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And John Mellencamp with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Well, uh, looks like we have some potential snow in the forecast tonight. One to two inches possible throughout the Pioneer Valley. It's wicked cold out there right now. Yeah, I, uh, I hear you, like I go outside yesterday and I, it's got that snow smell in the air. Like, oh yeah, we're going to do something shady here today. Yeah, cold mm-hmm. and damp. Nasty. And you know something's coming, but you don't want to... You don't want to acknowledge it. You want to be in denial. It's nasty. Yeah, it's like uh, wicked cold. So uh, you might want to get out and scrape your windshield if you have to. Hey, uh, Bob, the bike man, Charlotte, is going to be in here uh, a little bit later on this morning. Talk about um, backpacks for the homeless that they uh, shove uh, police cruisers with and all that stuff. Okay. So uh, that'll be kind of tying into our giving uh, month or charity month here. And uh, also Brian Hauser from uh, Belize Auto will be here to talk about the uh, salute to heroes. Salute to heroes. Yeah, it's a busy day, and we barely started. And I don't know what the hell we're gonna do in between all that. Ah, we'll figure something out. All right, it's not that hard to do. It's five thirty-five. We're back to Nagel and Rock one hundred and two. New England Patriots football every game. Rock one hundred and two Springfield's classic rock. It's five fifty-two, and David Bowie. We're back to Nagel and Rock one hundred and two. Gonna be. Uh, Sunny to cloud to mostly cloudy by this afternoon, and then uh, snow showers moving in uh, tonight. One to two inches possible throughout the Pioneer Valley. It's gonna be. Uh, it's not gonna be like a big storm or anything, but uh, it's gonna turn to rain yeah, tomorrow. It's, gonna, it's, not gonna, it's, gonna, it's not gonna stick. High for a forty-five tomorrow. It's twenty-two right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, no. Victor Kuriakis is dead? I blame Stefano Damera. That's a uh, bad man right there. I, I would say so, too. Uh, I'm just, I had the story here, and now I don't have it, but um, he's he was 89 years old. He was Jennifer Aniston's father, too. Yeah. In fact, uh, she was the one who announced it. Where did he hide her in Salem? I don't really know, but mm-hmm. I was—I uh, posted the story yesterday on Facebook, and there were a number of people that reminded me that uh, Days of Our Lives has a history of bringing dead characters back to life. And what? I said, listen, that's, that's really uh, for Roman Brady and the 15 different actors that played him. That's, That's not for a Victor Kariakis. Well, you never know. I mean, uh, wasn't he pronounced dead several times uh, throughout the history of that show? Sure he was, but he always came back to life and had, you know, life-saving plastic surgery. It is kind of weird. I mean, they don't name a cause of death. I mean, he was 89 years old, but that doesn't mean anything. This is why I'm pointing fingers at uh, Stefano Damira. Uh, That's the kind of guy that could kill you with no evidence that he killed you. I'm going to go with Tony Damira. Ooh, it's obscure. Not as obscure. That was his son. Right. 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 Maybe he did it. Listen, I don't put anything past those Demers. They're squirrely, sleazy scumbaggeries. Uh, Yeah, his daughter Jennifer Aniston said in an Instagram post on Monday that he passed away. She did not specify a cause or place of death. Starting in 1985, he appeared frequently on Days of Our Lives, the long-running soap opera that is set in the fictional Midwestern town Midwestern? They mm-hmm. were on a dock. What was the piers? What was the... Let's well, go to... the Great Lakes. Oh, I guess you could do that. 
Sure. But I thought Salem was more like New England. Uh, is that Salem or Genoa City? Which one is it? I don't know what you're one, talking about. Because one is Days of Our Lives and the other one is Young and the Restless. Salem was Days of Our Lives for That's sure. It. Yeah, it's okay. yeah, there so, you go. These fictional towns. You know, you yeah. can't. You can't uh... Like sands for the hourglass, mm-hmm. Steve. That's what they tell you. Jay Leno suffered serious burns to his face on Saturday when one of his cars burst into flames inside of a garage in Burbank. Jay says, quote, I'm okay. Just need a week or two to get back on my feet. And uh, God held a press conference yesterday and said, I'm sorry. It was supposed to go a different way. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to be able to come out and say, uh, I'm going to be better next week. He was trying to get Conan into one of those cars. Yeah, that's what it was. And, and then take it back from and then him. take it away from him. Yeah. Kate Winslet donated $20,000 to a mother in Scotland who is struggling to afford electricity for her disabled daughter's medical care. The mother said, quote, when I heard about Kate's donation, I just burst into tears. I thought it wasn't even real. I'm still thinking, is this real? Where does Kate Winslet got 20 grand? (laughs) (laughs) Has she worked enough lately to still have 20 grand in her pocket? I guess so. Uh, Christina Applegate made her first appearance yesterday since being diagnosed with MS. She was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She used a walking stick and posed barefoot uh, with her star. Matter of fact, um, David Faustino is coming to Springfield this weekend, and uh, we may have an interview with him. Imagine that. But he was talking about Bud Bundy. He was supposed to do an interview yesterday. But he couldn't because he was attending this very Walk of Fame thing. Yeah, so we'll have to ask him all about it. I want to know how he didn't know about this before we scheduled the thing, before we scheduled the interview. Uh, maybe he wasn't asked to give a speech until, like, last minute. Oh, hey, uh, we need somebody to give uh, Christina a speech. How about Bud? What about the guy that played the teenager? Ed O'Neill's not available? Apparently not. Yeah. But I think we'd all like to hear from Bud Bundy. Uh, Pete Davidson was reportedly seen having a romantic dinner with Emily Ratajowski, who filed for divorce from her husband in September. Sources say she's really into him. Bet she is. I bet. That's another one. He's got another. Uh, I'll tell you what. He's got him racked up. Uh, I'm trying to think where she's from. Out of town. No, no, no. The move. Oh, she was in. She was in iCarly. It's what? I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> ah, well. You don't really care, do you? Unless you're talking about a Miranda Cosgrove story, no. Uh, Giselle Bunchton is apparently not dating her jujitsu instructor, even though uh, they were spotted together in Costa Rica. They were apparently with a group of people, including her kids, who are also that guy's students. So they're all doing jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu. Are they? I mean, are they? Are they looking to like fight ninjas in the backyard? What are they doing? Well, I mean, I guess it's one of those uh, sports where you keep your body in shape. I suppose. Great way to stay in shape. I guess. The house from A Christmas Story hit the market for an undisclosed price. The listing includes a museum, gift shop, and parking lots uh, that total to 1.3 acres. Yeah. But bad wiring, a furnace that uh, constantly going on the fritz down the basement, and... uh, And dogs that were not come eat your food that live next door. They'll come right into the house. They'll, they'll take the uh, the Thanksgiving turkey or the Christmas turkey right off your table. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm going to watch the new movie when it comes out this week. But I don't know <sighs> how I feel about it. I'm going to have to hear nothing but good things about it for me to want to even attempt it. You know, 
I hope it's like a really well done sequel versus one of these ones that like you know was just made for the Hallmark Channel just for the holidays. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna. I don't I, think Peter Billingsley's got the chops in him again. Dude. I got remarkably low expectations. NBC is bringing back uh, its The More You Know PSA series, but to Peacock. Also, the videos will be several minutes long instead of 30 seconds. Celebrities will include John Legend, Steph Curry, and Al Roker. Several minutes of Al Roker talking to you about stuff? I've seen him host other things. He's not as terrible as you might think. Really? No, he can actually do a pretty good job of it. Uh, Garth Brooks is doing a Vegas residency next year. Uh, Garth Brooks Plus One will be at Caesars Palace and will run uh, feature dates in May, June, and July, and then in November and December. Isn't a residency more than three months at a time? Not necessarily. That's kind of weird. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian was seen wearing a pair of distressed jeans. Really? Yes. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this much distress was when Ray J gave me the horchata blast to the tonsils and that sex tape you can purchase on Uporn for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> Did you ever have a horchata blast? I have not. Not with a blast, no. Uh, you know why people have like horchata? Because they like to say horchata. <laughs> Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the fermented Freddy. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look that up. I gave her some feline disrespect from behind. What are you trying to say? Well, I'm, what I'm trying to say is she likes uh, she likes Billy Joel. Did you know that? No, I didn't know She that. likes BJ so much I gave her the Uptown Girl <laughs> facial. <laughs> <laughs> and Kanye? Who is Ali Money? And why does Kim want her? <laughs> I think it Who mean, is that? I think it means alimony. No, it says Ali Money right here. <laughs> Who is this girl? Is that another one of them girls she had in that tape? No, I don't think so, but much like alimony, your money be walking out the door. Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. I am. Classic Rock at 613. And surprisingly enough, ACDC and Rock 102. <laughs> Going to see uh, mostly sun uh, for the early part of the day, then cloudy, and then turning into snow showers tonight, one to two inches possible throughout the Pioneer Valley. Uh, but nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, the rain is going to melt it all away by tomorrow and a high of 45 then. It's 22 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Bob the Bike Man, Charlotte, coming up a little bit later on this hour. And also uh, today, uh, Blitzkrieg, Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling. We got the tickets for that. Uh, coming to uh, to Enfield this weekend, so we'll Sweet. give you all the details about that. Um, yesterday, I got my uh, I got the the heating oil bill in the in the mail. Well, I mean, they charge it to my my credit card, right? And uh, I get the the receipt. It's like five dollars and seventy six cents a gallon, and I needed like a hundred and seventy something gallons of it. it was, yeah. It was a thousand dollars. It was just over a thousand dollars for for the whole uh, deal. Now, for most people, that yeah. would seem like an extraordinary amount of money. But you're worth it. Yeah, I'm I'm worth it. Sure. Yeah, because I really like getting just in time for the holidays. Here's a thousand dollar oil bill. You didn't. <laughs> You don't have to worry about that. It's not like you need to go buy tires for your vehicle or anything like that. God bless us, everyone. Um, but as much as I can complain about uh, the high price of oil these days, I uh, I am lucky I am not this family here in Springfield. An oil delivery mishap causing a nightmare for one Springfield family after they say 100 gallons of oil flooded their basement with the smell of oil still lingering in the air at her home, one local woman said her biggest wish is that everything would just return to normal. 
Uh, I finally pick up the phone and my son goes, Mom, there's oil over the basement. There's oil all over the basement, said Andrea Eileen Lanzillo of Springfield. Lanzillo described the Western Mass News that the dramatic scene at her Springfield home a few weeks ago, she said 100 gallons of oil was mistakenly dropped off at her house and flooded the basement. The only problem is the Lanzillo uh, family does not use oil to heat their home. Huh. Well, what would be the point of having a delivery then? Well... Instead, they said the oil flooded the basement and destroyed family photos, arts and crafts, and completely ruined the two bedrooms that were located in the basement. Western Mass News also spoke with Tina Lanzillo, who also lives in the home. She said the oil came into the house through the out-of-use oil pipes, displacing them for two nights. In addition to the physical damage this mishap has caused, uh, Tina told Western Mass News the emotional toll has been significant. This brought back a lot of the suffering and the trauma that we went through. The Lanzillo family lost their home to a tornado back in 2011 and were displaced from their home for about a year. Oh, my God. The uh, Tina also told Western Mass News what it's been like living in the house uh, in the weeks following the incident. There's been a smell. It's been horrible. And finally this week, we're not smelling it so much. Uh, well, Febreze will do wonders for this, a This is a great place fuel. for a stick-up. Uh, the fire department said the, this happens more than we think. Because uh, they say if you have these pipes and you don't have oil, you need to get rid of them because this may happen to you. Yeah, but uh, doesn't these don't these oil delivery uh, companies kind of know what well, houses they're supposed to go to and West- which ones they are not? Western Mass News spoke with Mike Cuddy from Cuddy's Fuel Oil Company. He said it was an honest mistake on his part and that the oil was meant for the house across the street. Oh, why separate address? Why? How was I supposed to know? He said, uh, while his heart goes out to the family, this is more common than people realize. He said, if oil pipes are not in use, they must be clearly marked or taken out of the building completely. But, you know, from what I've heard, and this is just me hearing things from people who deliver fuel oil and things like this. Yeah. When you stick that hose, it's like, you know... they attach it to the top of the pipe. Right. It's supposed to make some whistling noise. You've you've heard you ever hear sure. the guy filling up your oil tank and he it's goes, got a whistle. <laughs> wait 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 wait. Is it is it like that or is it more like this? I'd say it's like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it. That that's one. it. That's it. So uh, it's supposed to make that noise, and when you don't hear that noise, then that means that it's not going into a tank. You know, I'm. Uh, I try to imagine uh, when I saw this uh, story yesterday what it must be like to have a hundred gallons of oil on my basement floor mm-hmm. uh, and no tank to put it in. Yeah. Uh, what a freaking mess. Yeah. And to say, and what a oh, nightmare too. It was just an honest mistake. This happens all the time. If that's my house, that's not really going to be good enough. You know, how often does it happen? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> Listen, to I Pat- mean, if he's saying it happens all the time, it happens more often than you think. How many incidents do we have? This is the first incident I've heard uh, in a long time of uh, that happening to somebody. If it's your house, yeah. If it happens more than once, it's already one hundred percent too much. Yeah, that's that, that's true. But still, uh, like, how often does it happen? He's saying it happens. More often than you think. Oh, we're doing that every week. Yeah, we're going to the wrong houses every week. Yeah, we can't listen. You know, one side of the street is odd numbers, the other side is the, the street is even numbers. Who can keep that all straight?
But I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I was filling up uh, diesel in a in a five gallon can. Yes, and the thing uh, I didn't have the I didn't have the cap on the can uh-huh. tight enough, and it tipped over in the back of my truck. Oh Jesus! But it was only a little bit, and even that little bit. Like stunk for weeks. I had to get the detergents and mm-hmm. things like that to clean it out. I think we have an oil uh, delivery expert here yeah, on the I phone because that's what here. I'd like to know. Uh, Rock 102. Uh, oh, man. That's too bad because you're really looking forward to it. Right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Larry. All right, Larry. What do you got for us? Uh, you were talking about oil tanks and fulfilling them. Yeah, yeah. There. I, I, I do that kind of work for a living, cleaning up those messes, and it happens all the time. Like, like how, how, when you say all the time, what do you mean all the time? Probably in the Springfield area, one every couple weeks. What? Come on. Really? really? Yeah. So, and I mean, I usually, are you talking to like 100 gallons worth of oil, or just like a little bit of oil before you realize, whoops, probably shouldn't have done that? No, usually it, it has some quantity, like 100 gallons or so, or it could be more, could be less. So, do you know but anything people about... Take oil, people take oil tanks out, and the, the most important thing is that you take the lines out that go out through the wall, and they get somebody to do it, that, or they do it themselves, and it, they don't do that. And then the, the, the fill line, the vent line, is still sitting outside. And, oh, my God, what a freaking uh, mess. So for a four, yeah, and the, the truck driver shows up, thinks he's got the right house, and it's not, and then they start pumping the oil in, and before you know it, they've got a giant mess. All right, so who's at fault then when it's in a situation like that? The person that delivered it, and the person, the homeowner has some some responsibility, but not as not as much. Yeah, but but Steve's right about that whistle thing. That's an that's an indication that it's either a, a live tank or not, right? That's in the vent pipe. Yeah, there's a whistle. That, yeah, yeah. It makes the noise when you fill it up. Wow. But, hey, well, listen, we appreciate the the uh, the call. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye. All right. There you go. I can't even. I can't even imagine that this is happening every couple of weeks. No, we should have asked. Well, I'm not, I won't have him call back. But yeah. Like, what do you clean that up with? Like, Dawn? Like, uh, <laughs> like wh- wh- what's the detergent that you use to clean up the oils? I think uh, one of those uh, magic erasers and a Swiffer. Yeah, yeah you know, like it happened at my house. Like, uh, the guinea pig would be covered in oil like those uh, those birds up in Alaska <laughs> when the when there's Exxon an oil Valdez uh, <laughs> thing. Oh, and we cleaned it up with Dawn dish detergent. I tried wringing them out. It didn't work out right. Oh. Well, there you go. But, uh, yeah, uh, there's a GoFundMe for this uh, family. You can find the whole thing on westernmassnews.com. And, uh, man, that sucks. What a mess. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's just about 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. New Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 628 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Snow in the forecast for this evening, one to two inches possible overnight. But then they're all going to get washed away by the rain and uh, going to be a high of 44 today. Uh, the Mayflower Marathon begins next Monday, just outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield. As, as you know, it begins on Monday at 6 and Wednesday at 10. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the Springfield Open Pantry. You can start your collection up right now at work, around the neighborhood, at school, at home. Whatever you can do to help uh, would be greatly appreciated. You can even donate online 
at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, 413 Dumpsters, and many more. You get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner, Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, Gary Rome Hyundai, all on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I can't believe that it's like less than a week away. <laughs> yes. It's uh, Every year, this is how I measure my, my years of employment here. <laughs> by how many Mayflower marathons? This will be number eighteen this year. I when I when I think of that we've done that I've done now twenty twenty seven twenty eight. Mm-hmm. I I don't it, it, it yeah I can't tell you which year was which at this point. They all kind of run together. But I I absolutely love this event. And I cannot wait to do it this year. I, I have uh, great expectations for this year's event at the MGM. All right, don't get too great expectations. I got good I mean, expectations. Listen. You set the bar low, and then when we do high, we're like, oh, look, we out, we outdid our expectations. Listen, if it's a single dollar better than we did in our very first year, yeah. I'm good. All right, I'm with you on that How's one. that? I'm, all right? All right, fine. We'll compromise. Expectations are low, but uh, but you know, in, in, you know, deep inside, I'm wishing we, uh, we could fill up nine trucks worth of food. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. Here's your Western 3 with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Uh, rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. And here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The cause of the fire at a repair shop in Northfield is being investigated after one person died Sunday night. Around 7 p.m., crews from Northfield Fire Department were sent to the area of 90 East Street for a fire at a repair garage located in a single-story building. An adult inside the building has died, according to the Mass De- Department of Fire Services. The fire destroyed the building where it started, uh, damaged a garage nearby and the property across the street. Crews from Burnetson, Irving, Gill, Greenfield, Turner's Falls, and Warwick uh, in Massachusetts, along with Hinsdale and Winchester, New Hampshire, and Vernon, Vermont. Wow. Uh, Brattleboro, Vermont, uh, provided station coverage during the fire. Pretty uh, pretty damn That's pretty intense. One. Yeah. This is, uh, unfortunately, fire season now. With the time change and people turning on their furnaces and electrical and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. uh, over a dozen residents in Springfield are now without a home after a fire last night. According to the department, crews were called to a home on Grover Street for a reported electrical fire. The fire left 16 people displaced from their homes. No injuries were reported or hospitalizations either. So that's a good one. That nobody's hurt, but still. But still. Fire. You know, Grover Street? First you lived here, now you live far away. <laughs> the Deerfield Fire Department is reminding residents to dispose of smoking materials properly after hot coals caused a dumpster to catch fire. The fire department reported that the hot coals from a barbecue were put in a dumpster full of trash, which ignited the dumpster. A trash barrel found next to the building also contained more coals from the same barbecue. I thought somebody was barbecuing. <laughs> Lord Jesus, it's a fire! <laughs> if now, um, let me ask you this: You've barbecued before, right? Yeah, you've uh, you've used uh, the charcoal briquettes. Yeah, I don't use them anymore, but I have. But used you've them. used them. Yeah. All right. So here's my point: When you are done, yeah, isn't the correct thing to do to just put the lid on top of the grill and just let it smoke away, as opposed to dumping it in some sort of trash receptacle a garbage can a dumpster i remember my dad had we had this uh we had this grill from i think it was sears roebuck company oh yeah when they sent like the, it was a kit and it was stones 
Okay. It, it was a charcoal barbecue. We had it for years until my dad left it for the one guy uh, when we moved out of upstate New York. He left it there for the guy. Right. And because uh, the thing, you know, the thing had been, it was probably 30 years old by the time we got rid of it. And uh, I think the guy still has it. Still has that barbecue, but it, <laughs> it was, was still with the original rusted grate on top of it. Well, no, not the original. We had to replace that several times over the years. But it was one of those like put together in a kit, and that you know, pretty impressive when you look back in like the '60s and '70s and mm-hmm. how they used to sell things. And this was a this thing must have weighed a ton. I, by itself, Justin I don't even Stone, know yeah. how it got delivered. I don't know if he picked it up from Sears itself or. Or whatever, but it still have the schematics for it, how to put it together. And then you put the charcoal goes on the one level. Yeah. And then uh, then your grate goes over the top, and it had a flue at the bottom of it. And um, that he would just let it burn out. You know, you, you close the brick on the bottom to kind of keep the oxygen from getting in there. Right. I mean, you still got oxygen coming in from the top, but I guess the oxygen from the bottom is the thing that really fuels it. And uh, we'd just leave it, and it would it would go out within a day. Right. We would never put the, the you know, of all the, the irresponsible things my dad did, we never took hot coals, <laughs> put them in a bucket, and yeah. then tossed them in the woods or a dumpster. See, the, the thing about putting hot coals in a dumpster isn't so much that the hot coals are in the dumpster. It's what's already in the dumpster. Yeah. See, that's the thing, because you, you, don't, you don't know what other people have thrown away you know if they've thrown away uh, you know accelerants or yeah like, you know, like dry papers if, and if there's a dumpster full of wet blankets you're probably pretty safe probably but if there's a dumpster full of uh, what you're saying like parchment paper and dryer lint <laughs> and <laughs> somebody yeah you know, like you know threw like a like a, a bag of fertilizer and it just exploded yeah you know, that's the kind of thing you say maybe i shouldn't have done that maybe i should just let these things burn out yeah i uh, i would i would suggested you do that that you let it burn out all the way yeah like Smokey said uh when you have a fire mm-hmm. you drown it with water then stir it then drown it again to make sure you're getting all the hot coals out you know Smokey fire. knew what he was talking about he did because uh it's true you could you could douse a, a fire and it's still burning underneath it's crazy you just don't know the uh, Deerfield Fire Department is reminding residents to dispose of smoking materials properly after a cigarette caused leaves to catch fire. Oh, my God. Does, Deerfield. Do, have we forgotten how to operate our lives? You're throwing cigarette butts down on a pile of leaves? <laughs> Deerfield Fire says to use caution as things are still dry even after the recent rain. Gusty winds and low humidity creates the potential for increased brush fire ricks, risks. The uh, fire department recorded that a flicked cigarette butt sparked a small fire in a pile of leaves around a tree. A passerby was able to put it out. However, it had if it had gone unnoticed, it could have potentially caught the house on fire. The wind was blowing directly towards the house, and the tree was only a few feet away. Brush fires can simply... Yeah, they go into the whole thing about how a brush fire starts, if you didn't really know that. Yeah. Like, people didn't know that if you flicked a lit cigarette into something dry and flammable that day... Right. That might cause a problem. Uh, Springfield police officer seized a loaded firearm, heroin, crack cocaine, three knives, and brass knuckles after a traffic stop on Sunday. And a partridge in a pear tree. At around 11 a.m., officers were sent to a gun call on Mapledale Street in Springfield on Sunday. Uh, the victim said that a 30-year-old Emily Sanchez uh, allegedly pointed a gun at her. 
She's a dirty, dirty Sanchez. She sure is. Officers uh, searched the area and found the suspect's vehicle. When other officers arrived, they performed a traffic stop at Oak Grove Avenue and State Street. Uh, Sanchez and her passenger, 30-year-old Luis Luna, ignored the uh, officers and were able to get out of the vehicle. There were brass knuckles and two knives, and uh, Sanchez said she was placed on... And Sanchez was placed under arrest. She didn't say she was placed under arrest. They weren't interviewing her. Yeah, it was said that she was placed under arrest. During an investigation of the vehicle, officers found ammunition on the driver's side floorboard and a loaded firearm in the armrest, a knife, and 64 bags of heroin and crack cocaine. Who's using brass (laughs) knuckles anymore? Well, they do come in handy when you want to lay a beat down on some. No, I totally understand the utility yeah. of them. I'm just saying, like, who's using them anyway? That's like so. That's like so Charles Bronsonish. Well, we've heard uh, more people getting caught with possession of these things, the brass knuckles. Man, you could anything could be like a brass knuckle. Sure, you know, you could put like a. Like a couple of nails in your hand, or you oh know, yeah, on a board, and but like a like a tube sock full of like a D cell batteries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'll knock you. Well, was it? Uh, it was a Full Metal Jacket where they loaded the pillowcases with bars of soap. That'll hurt you too. And then uh, beat Private Pile over the stomach with it. <sighs> they sure did. Boy, they they he was never the same. <laughs> no, he was never the same after that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The brass knuckles seems to be the popular tool of the criminal these I days. Yes. And uh, so they were charged with a bunch of stuff, and uh, now they're going to jail. Yeah, you're going to jail now. But you didn't think about that when you before you went out with the brass knuckles. Uh, West Springfield police are looking for the public's help in identifying two people that lost their property in town hall. The police want to return the property that belonged to the couple pictured on their Facebook post on their page. Police say that the two lost property while visiting town hall recently. If you can go on uh, 22 News, they have the picture of these people. It seems a little sus. Sus? Yeah, that's the young kid's way of saying uh, suspect. Couldn't they just say uh, suspicious? suspicious? No, 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 it's sus. You got to get with the times here, Bax, if you're not uh, doing what the kids say. No, I listen, I understand that, uh, you know, we've... Yeah. Language changes through the generations, but sus? Well, these, uh, these, these folks obviously lost some sort of property. Mm-hmm. And then the police want to return it to them. So these people lost their props? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying this about this couple. I just want to make that clear. But sometimes when the police say, hey, uh, you left something here, uh, why don't you come on back and get it? It's almost like like a trap. I see. Like, hey, we found something illegal here that you obviously dropped because we have you on camera dropping it. We'd like to return it to you. Right. We've seen police departments do that all across the country. They mm-hmm. do that whole, hey, uh, if you left your crack cocaine uh, bag back here, we'd love to give it back to you. Come on in. And come to the police station. Now, would that make these people sus, as in like suspects? Maybe, but I don't I gotta, think. I, I'm, you no, you got to be patient see, with me. I'm, I'm, trying not, to, I'm trying to learn the language. I'm not, I'm not saying that these people have done that. These are probably two innocent people who did leave something behind. I'm just saying. I told you about that guy. Yeah, you're just spec, as in like speculating. Yeah, I told you about that guy I worked with years ago at the railroad, and he was uh, up in Worcester, and right. he got a letter in the mail from, well, <laughs> from the lottery. It was some sort of sweepstakes yeah. saying that he won $5,000 and he needs to go pick this up. So this guy, uh, 
gets all dressed up, gets his whole family dressed up. They go to this beautiful like banquet hall on Webster Lake. And uh, as they go into the big banquet hall, uh, he's informed that he is under arrest because this is a sting operation. And uh, he had a le- he had a, a lien on his property from like 1985. Oh, how embarrassing that must they, have been they, right in front of his family. And then they put the suspects in a boat and take them across the, across the lake to, to the police station. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> If you did uh, legitimately lose property, I'd go back and get it. But yeah. Just be on the lookout for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You know, when, um, when people aren't around, I bet cops laugh and laugh and laugh all day. About people like that? People like that. The one who like, got pushed away into the boat? The guy that got pushed away in the boat or, you know, the people that, that you know, lost their property. They mm-hmm. just must, oh, my God, just like belly laughs. I don't think they're laughing about it. Well, maybe. I, I you know, If I were a cop, I'd find it very hard not to be laughing at certain situations. It depends on what you lost. You imagine, like, dropping, like, a, like your uh, your pocket pussycat somewhere. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, if you had that thing in your, in your, in your pants, mm-hmm. and, you, you know, you're reaching out to, to sign some town paperwork. And, and you just drop it right there on the floor. You, your pocket pussycat drops out on the floor, oh, yeah. and you don't know it, and mm-hmm. then you leave, and then some cop goes, <laughs> look at this. It's a pocket pussycat. Well, I, I would think he put on some rubber gloves. It is evidence, after all. Well, you never know. Maybe. Do you dust for those kinds of things? I don't know. Is he into that kind of thing? <laughs> Ooh, let's dust it. Again, they must laugh, because what yeah. else could they do? Let's see the leopard prints all over this one. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny early, then cloudy, and then uh, snow showers tonight. One to two inches possible throughout the uh, Pioneer Valley, but then it'll all melt away with all the rain tomorrow with a high of 45. It's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 and The Doors with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Bob the Bike Man is in the studio with us here this morning. Good although morning, I th- Bob. Although I think you want to be called Bob the Backpack Man, Charlotte, now, yeah. right? Yeah, my wife calls me different things, but I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, Bob, Bob's been doing uh, refurbishing bikes uh, for, for kids throughout the city of Springfield and throughout the area of Western Mass as well for how many years now? Uh, this is that? five years now I started the project. Five years. Yeah, it's only over, five years? Yeah, five years and it's been over, it's over 3,000 bikes we've put out. And then uh, we went international last year and started selling pallets of bikes to an orphanage in the Dominican Republic and over in Haiti. Wow, that's awesome. And now you're not just doing uh, bikes. You do many other things. And one of the things you're here to talk about is backpacks. Yeah, for the the second year of our program with the bikes, we started doing backpacks for the homeless, filling packs with uh, hats, gloves, scarves, um, pretty much anything we could fit in a pack that could be put in a police car to be handed out to the homeless while the officers, deputies, and troopers are out on patrol. Okay, how big are we talking to these backpacks? Are they like these are full size, uh, full size school backpacks? Um, you know, kids in middle school would have, and we can fit a fleece blanket in it. Um, we could fit the hand warmers, the foot warmers, uh, gloves, uh, protein shakes. We try to put snack food in there. Nothing too hard though, because some people that are homeless don't have the greatest teeth. Right. So we try to put soft and chewy stuff in there. Um, 
the feminine products, uh, hygiene wipes. Some mm. of the people that are homeless don't have access to shower, but hygiene wipes, they can at least clean themselves. Right. And this is a way for the officers to really help the community while they're out on patrol, especially since we're coming into the colder months now. But you were telling us off the uh, off the year before we went on that uh, you've got a number of different organizations that are that are hop on uh, hopping on board of this. Yeah, so this is the first time I reached out to, so many years ago I was a Girl Scout troop leader, so I reached out to the Girl Scouts first. I reached out to some of the Boy Scout troops that have worked on my bike project. And I also reached out to 4-H. I started building a great relationship with the 4-H organization. And all of these organizations have never worked together on a single project because they all have different things they're doing. But they all need to do a certain amount of community service each Mm -hmm. year for their projects. So after reaching out to all three organizations, they were all on board with it. And then uh, without even asking, with just talking to some people local, um, Agilent, which is a cancer research company out in Chicopee, they make uh, products for cancer research, which you're very familiar with. Steve. Yeah. Um, they uh, they called me and they said they want to sponsor us with products. Um, uh, Curry Honda stepped up and they said they could be a drop-off point. Eastfield Mall is going to be a drop-off point for us. So we've already gotten the ball rolling, and 4-H has already dropped off a full truckload of supplies for us. Wow. So it, as far as um, as far as far you know, how these things are distributed through uh, police officers, or uh, and you said it's it's also in, into Connecticut now, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, how many are they handing out in a year? Well, last year we put out 900, and that was pretty much just me and a couple of my guys down at the bike shop. But now that I have all of these other youth organizations involved and some major companies getting involved, um, we want to do, I'm hoping we could do at least 2,000. Uh, Connecticut State Police kept them in their cruisers. Mass Troopers kept them in their cruisers. Uh, the Sheriff's Department takes them as needed uh, for their AISS Center on State Street. Um, S- Springfield, Chicopee, Holyoke, and Greenfield have all signed on to keep them in their cruisers and wow. hand them out as needed. Wow, that's awesome, man. And, the, and these, these are all donated items? Most of the stuff is donated. Some of the stuff I bought in the past, some stuff we have left over from last year's batch. But yeah, it's all donated items, and it's all basic stuff. The most expensive thing in the pack is probably a $4 blanket. Am I am I wrong? Did, were you making these? Were you sewing these backpacks? Were you doing something with fabric? Was that yeah? The, was so that... when the pandemic hit in the very beginning, and my organization had to shut our doors like everybody else because of the pandemic, we started sewing face masks out of our shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were doing that, uh, People Magazine had done a story on it, and then Samsonite Luggage Company sent me industrial sewing machines. They sent us fabric and elastic. Wow which we were able to send nine sewing machines out to the community to ladies that were, you know, furloughed from work at the time. And we were pumping out face masks and sending them out to different police departments because the police weren't ready for COVID-19. Right. I right. mean, they carry their minimal Nobody of would, stuff yeah. in their cruiser and right. they need a face mask. And then, uh, but with Samsonite sending us so much product, we were able to open our doors back up with the governor's blessing at the time in the board of health, because what we were doing was deemed essential. We were making backpacks with like 10 face masks and bottles of hand sanitizer uh, and surgical gloves, which I had pallets of at the time. Um, so we started donating those out to different police departments and senior centers uh, at the height of the pandemic. So we were sewing those at the time, but these are all backpacks that have been donated to us by different organizations. Like um, 
There's some moving and storage companies, A to Z Movers. Uh, he sponsors us with backpacks. Cold Spring Auctions, he sponsors us with backpacks. That's awesome. You know, and, and, and not to get political here, because that's not what this is about at all, but, you know, whenever the, the economy is you know, struggling, mm-hmm. you know, the need for this kind of stuff escalates pretty fast. Oh, you know, yeah, pe- definitely. People who aren't, aren't working or, you know, can't work or whatever, or people who just, you know, you know in, a, in, a, in a tough spot financially – you know, these things are all essential items that if they went into a store, they'd be hard pressed to be able to afford any of it. Right. So, right. I mean, this is, I mean, it's a remarkable thing that, that you're doing again. <laughs> well, for me, this is just, this is just one more way to show the positive side of law enforcement. It's another tool to give officers that they can help the homeless community while yeah. they're out on patrol. There's a lot of people out there, especially veterans that don't want to come in from the cold, that don't want to seek help. But if, officers troopers and deputies have a way to reach out to them and say here this is just something to help you out it's not much but it's going to help you through this is a uh, bob the bike man charlotte bob if someone wanted to uh, to help donate or you know volunteer their time or do whatever they can do to help you get this done what should they do oh uh, they can contact me directly at 413-433-9059 uh and don't call after midnight because my wife will get mad um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can call me directly um Eastfield Mall is going to be a drop-off location. They're going to set up boxes near the water fountain. Curry Honda and Chickabee is going to drop off. And I'm asking all the community and the public, I've reached out to some schools. Some schools are going to hold fundraisers to get stuff. But any organization that wants to get involved in this, this is going to be a huge undertaking to help the community during these cold months. That's great. Bob, it's great to see you. Yeah, you thanks. Too, Best of luck, man. Appreciate it. Bob thanks. the Bike Man, Charlotte. It's uh, 6.59 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Fun, sweet sound. You used to love getting under the hood. Nothing could stop you. Except your back. But what if you went to Hartford Healthcare's Bone and Joint Institute? They never stop doing orthopedics. It's all they do. They fix hips, backs, and knees the way you fix the carburetor in a 69 Firebird. So do that one thing you did better than anything at the one hospital in Connecticut dedicated to orthopedics. Hartford Healthcare's Bone and Joint Institute. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, for those of you who are still reeling from the Red Sox finishing in last place, or for those of you who are still wondering whether the Patriots have enough juice to make the playoffs, I would like to just say this. Forget about the Patriots and the Red Sox. They're nothing but trouble. What you should be focused on is not the anxiety-fueling teams that offer the greatest potential for heartache and misery. What you should be focused on are the things that give you potentially the most joy. In this particular case, I would like to make a case for what else is happening over here. Right now, the Boston Bruins are off to their best start since perhaps the beginning of hockey. They're 14-2. They've got the best record in hockey. They're pounding the snot out of everybody. They haven't lost a game in 10 days, and even when they did, they were working on a seven-game winning streak at the time. And oh yeah, they just shattered the the record that stood since I was in high school by knocking down nine straight games at home. You also have the Boston Celtics who just cracked off their ninth straight win last night by beating Oklahoma City 126-122 after trailing by as many as 15 points in the third quarter. They now have a record of 11-3 and have the best record in the NBA, leading the Milwaukee Bucks by a half game in the Eastern Conference. And you're worried about the Patriots taking on the Jets on Sunday? Please, you make me laugh. Don't you realize how fantastic things are right now? 
Just a few years ago, the Bruins and the Celtics were terrible. Now you're looking at two of the most dominant teams in sports, and you're worried about how the Red Sox are going to do in free agency? Who cares? The Bruins are looking at their fifth in a row on Thursday against the Flyers, and the Celtics are about to go for their tenth in a row tomorrow night against the Atlanta Hawks. If that doesn't get you all jacked up, then you, my friend, are looking at the wrong things. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's not only sells steel chainsaws, Rocky's services and repairs steel chainsaws. Rocky's Ace Hardware and steel chainsaws and steel chain saw experts in every Rocky's Ace Hardware location. I'm back. That's my view from the cap. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and Twisted Sister. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny for a good part of the day. Then clouds start to move in. And then uh, snow showers, believe it or not. Yeah. One to two inches possible throughout the Pioneer Valley, depending on where you are. Uh, obviously more up in the hills. Tomorrow, rainy. So all of it's going to wash away with a high of 45. It's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. Haven't we been uh, saying for months that we kind of like need like a theme song or something to kind of get into Am I the A-Hole? Yes. Yeah. I think I think I finally did it. All right. Yeah. How about that? This makes sense. Speaking of theme songs. Yeah. No, we're uh, we're kind of trying to find our way with a show theme song here, and we've just been looping that one little guitar riff over and over again. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Wes Chesterson is working on something for us. The debut will be at the Mayflower Marathon. Oh, really? Yeah. He's going to come down for it or just he's, the... Well, he's going to come down and we'll uh, we'll play the track. We'll have the track ready to play. Mm-hmm. That he puts together for us. Don't you think we should listen to it first in case it stinks? No. No. Because <laughs> that's what Suppose. the show has always been about is the element of surprise. And settling for things that stink. And if we don't like it, we can look at him and go, Nah. We gave you a m- two months, and this is what you came up with? We asked you on day one. Yeah. What could you do for us? All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll use this one for the uh, Am I the A-Hole thing. All right. Uh, Good. Uh, the first one is, uh, am I the a-hole for telling my girlfriend uh, she should give up on seafood because I'm allergic to it? I, 27 male, am allergic to seafood. Unfortunately, my 25-year-old girlfriend adores it. Ever since we got together, about three years, she's been uh, she's made an effort to eat it as less as possible, which I appreciate. However, I wish she would just completely stop, to be honest. The other day, she went out with her friends at a restaurant. When she got back home, I tried to kiss her, but she stopped me and told me she just ate seafood. I got a bit disappointed because I was looking forward to spending some time together mm-hmm. uh, with her, and I told her as much as... I told her as much as... And then... I told her as much, and then I said maybe it would be better if she'd just give up seafood altogether. I know she likes it, but sometimes it can be an inconvenience to me, and I feel like she should be willing to give it up on such a small thing for us. She got upset by my request, and she said that she loves me, but she's sorry, but she's not giving up on eating it, and that lowering the amount of time she does it was already enough. Her family eats seafood often, and she grew up eating a lot of it, so I kind of get why it would be hard for her. To give it up, but I also think that if she cared enough, she'd be willing to do it. So am I the a-hole? Yeah, you kind of are. I mean, it's a thing she loves. You know, I mean, I understand you're uh, you're allergic to it, but she really likes seafood. 
And if yeah. it's a it's a if it's a if it's a matter of choosing one thing or another, the yeah. more you push, the more seafood creeps up on the number one thing she loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're you're poo pooing on her. Uh, that's her guilty pleasure. Yeah, you know she she knows she can't have a lot of it because of you. Yeah. So when she does get it, she enjoys it. Listen, I'm a happily married man, and we're we're doing just fantastic. But if uh, let's just say my wife said, um, I I can't stand you eating any more cheese. You need to give up cheese. I'd be like, I don't know if I can do that. You know, you really. <sighs> I would say this is something that should have been taken care of at the very beginning of this relationship. Perhaps. Because you know that you know what you're going to have to sacrifice for somebody mm-hmm. in a relationship. And obviously this was an early on, hey, I'm allergic to seafood. You know, and the first time she comes home with a with a lobster on her breath. <laughs> you know, some sort of mollusk. Yeah. Right. Uh, some yeah, some sort of crustacean or, mm-hmm. or, or mollusk or any number of uh, different things. Um, y- you should you should know that this is yeah. Don't don't do that. I know what you're doing over there. <laughs> anyway, go the on. The phone is ringing. Maybe we should answer the yeah, phone uh, and see what people have to say. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah. Hi. I don't think he's actually allergic to seafood. I think he just doesn't like it. I think he's just being ridiculous. He's the a-hole. Well, you know, there are some people that are real uh, bent on control. Yeah. Like, they, they're not yeah. really, they don't really have a problem. They just want to be able to control what you do. Right. Absolutely. So you may be on to something. It's a good point. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, goodbye. All right. Well, you, at least you know the guy's not going out to strip clubs on the weekends. You don't know that. <laughs> he doesn't like seafood. He doesn't <laughs> like that smell. What are you talking about? Hey, come on now. There's some very classy joints out there. Uh, but yeah, you should you should have worked this out three years ago when you got together. Don't you think if, if there's like a if there's something that's intolerable about a person you're dating, that you either suck it up and accept it. Or you just don't get married. Have you ever been in a situation, uh, whether dating somebody that uh, they didn't like something that you really enjoyed? Well, sure, yes. But you know, I mean, did I give it up? Well, I, I yes, but for other reasons other than just the relationship. Yeah, like going out with friends and having fun. Turns out, my friends, some of them were kind of jerks. Yeah, they were kind of jerks. Like, <laughs> I, I know some of your friends. They are kind of jerks. Um. But, you know, I mean, you know, when I got married, yeah. my wife didn't, like, I really love tuna noodle casserole. That's, like, one of my favorite dishes. Oh, that is good. But my wife didn't eat tuna fish. She didn't like, like, warm tuna fish. She didn't mm-hmm. like it, you know, baked in a thing. And it was like, and it wasn't that she was allergic to it. It was just one of these PTSD things of some, like, grandmother you used to, that's all she used to cook was that. So sure. you obviously don't want that. I was like, well, well, that sucks that we're not going to be able to do this. But she also made very good other food anyway, so it really was just, we're just not having this. Well, you could have made one for yourself. Yeah, but it's a waste to make one for yourself. Is it? Yes. Or do you just get get extra helpings? No, you want other people, don't you want other people to enjoy what you enjoy? Sure, of course. Is there anything that you eat that your wife doesn't eat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like we, a, like a major thing. Like, uh, you know, uh, what's the one thing that you're not allowed to have in the house? 
She didn't like, uh, she's not a fan of bananas. Now, I happen to like bananas. And uh, she doesn't want, uh, she doesn't like uh, the smell of bananas. She doesn't like the the look of bananas. She okay. doesn't like the way I look when I eat a banana. So you don't, well, that's, that brings you back. Well, I like it? to eat it slow. Yeah, because it brings that you way. back. It brings you back to those memories. Of yes, of course. You were up at Swallow Hollow well, up on 91. You know, I was a Boy Scout for a few years. Oh, you were? Well, hey, you know, <laughs> practice makes perfect, right? That's exactly right. Well, but that's a reasonable thing to not have in your home is bananas. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not so hell-bent on bananas that you need to have them all the time. I don't, I don't really need to have... There are other fruits that I enjoy more than a banana. But from time to time, say I'm at a... Uh, like at a Marriott uh, you know, uh, you know, breakfast that comes with the room, I'll grab a banana. And I'll be proud to eat that banana. And do you like like eat it in quiet? Like do you sit in a corner of a room and eat the eat the eat the banana and then try to throw the peel away so it was never seen? That I will you... actually I will actually go to my room, sit in the bed, put the blankets on top of my head, and eat the banana so she can't see me. But then you have banana smell in the room. Well, I'll brush my teeth after I'm done with the banana. All right. Well, who have we decided? I think I think uh, I, I think he's the a-hole. yeah. I think he's the a home. Yeah, so. I think yeah. so. Uh, you ready for another one? If we got time, sure. Do we have time? We got some time. Uh, am one. I the a-hole for expecting my girlfriend to cancel her plans for me? My girlfriend is super into hiking, and we planned a trip to California that involved a hike in the Grand Canyon. Okay, but the Grand Canyon isn't in California, is it? Maybe they were going to go to Cal- uh, to the canyon before getting to California. Oh, that involved a hike in the Grand... Okay, so it's this big thing. Anyway, something she always wanted to do. We did a hike the before that was too intense for me, and I'm not as fit as her. I finished, but I couldn't go the other hike, uh, a.k.a. the dream hike of hers. It was not meant to be done in one day, and the rangers said it was hard to do in one day and not advised. She said she was confident she could do it, saying she had hiked harder and she is very fit, but I just felt like she was discounting the uh, what the rangers said. I said I wasn't going to go, and then she would have to go alone, and I asked her to wait till tomorrow for me to recover. She said that the weather report had a 30% chance of rain for the tomorrow and that she wasn't going to give up on the bucket list hike that she, uh, and if I still wanted to do it tomorrow, she would do it again with me. What? She's, like, way too physically fit for you, bro. Yeah, right. I got mad because I felt like she was okay with abandoning me and with nothing to do at her campsite, and I didn't want to talk to her that evening but she didn't seem to care and prep for the hike. She finished it the next day, and I feel like she didn't care that I was too tired to hike and chose to go without me. To the people who are more, to the people, to me, the people are more important than the activities, but to her, she definitely wanted to finish the hike at all costs. Well, then let her finish the hike. Then let her do it. she wants to do it, and this was her dream, then let her do it. You know, it's sometimes okay for couples to do separate things yeah you don't have to do everything together like i don't want to go on a hike i never want to go on a hike but you know my wife likes going on a hike and she goes with her brother all the time i don't have a problem with her going let her go right because she she's doing it she's doing the thing that she likes it just doesn't include you and that's okay that's really okay because wouldn't you rather go with somebody who likes going on hikes rather than somebody who doesn't like going on hikes see this is an easy one to resolve yeah. The, the problem is the guys. You know, he's like, he's too in. You know what this problem is? He's insecure. Yeah, he like, can't. What are, you, what are you worried about? She's going to you know, run into a hot park ranger on the way? Please, come on. She's hiking. This what, is a bucket list hike. What if you run into a bear with a tie and a top hat? You're right. And yeah. a little bear beside him. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, uh, 
while they're looking for picnic baskets. And that bear goes, I like seafood too. <laughs> oh, now two, we, two different guys. Two different guys. Now yeah, we got two a holes. Yeah. He's like, I smell it. Hey, boo boo. I smell seafood. Yogi. There ain't your, no. Your, your wife isn't going to like this. Yeah. There's no crustaceans in the forest, Yogi. It's 722 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I love my trolling. What are you doing now? Uh, the thing I was telling you about yesterday by going on that next door neighbor app. Oh, in the mountain lion? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw, I seen a bunch of people writing a bunch of gibberish all over that thing, and it's like this isn't the play. This is for about neighborhood stuff. So I did that thing that uh, the comedian Frankie Hill does and goes into the community forums and writes, "I saw a mountain lion, and that's it." <laughs> And then you could have seen a mountain watch, lion in a book. You watch people uh, respond, and uh, this guy, one guy, says, uh, "Yeah, I saw one over a year ago off a of Goss Hill Road in Worthington." When I reported it to wildlife authorities, they said, "Poo poo." They did say that. Do they really say that? Uh, being from California, I know what they look like. Others in the area at the time confirmed having seen one around the same time. I have the visits of bobcats on my property. No mistake, uh, sighting over a year ago. This was not a bobcat. It was, in fact, a mountain lion, which don't really exist around here. No, they don't. But but nevertheless, this guy is convinced. Yeah, this guy's convinced. And then another guy was like, uh, thousands of game cameras in the woods of western Massachusetts and zero photos? Seems strange, doesn't it? (laughs) And I want to write back, are you doubting my my sightings, sir? (laughs) And then uh, one guy goes, I believe you, Steve, although I agree about the lack of photos. I had one in my yard in West Hampton back in the 90s. They were bobcats. They were probably bobcats. <laughs> Not mountain lions. And hey, listen, look at you causing problems. Yeah, well, see, I love doing that. It's 7.30. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Well, 7.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, Thanks, Bax. Uh, The cause of the fire at the repair shop in Northfield is being investigated after one person died Sunday night. Around 7 p.m., crews from Northfield Fire were sent to the area of 90 East Street for a fire uh, at a repair garage located in a single-story building. An adult inside the building has died, according to the Mass Department of Fire Services. The fire destroyed the building where the fire started, damaged a garage nearby and property across the street, they had crews from uh, multiple locations, including Burnerton, Irving Gill, Greenfield, Turners Falls, and Warwick, and then also from Hinsdale and Winston, Winchester, New Hampshire, and Vernon, Vermont. Brattleboro provided station coverage during the fire. Uh, over a dozen residents are now without a home after a fire in Springfield last night. According to the department, crews were called to a home on Grover Street for a report of electrical fire. That left 16 people displaced in their homes. Luckily, though, no injuries or hospitalizations have been reported. It's like a fire blog here this morning. No kidding. Um, You know, and it was pointed out to me uh, the other day, like, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens when the time changes, the weather starts getting colder, heaters start going on. Well, do you you recall uh, just a matter of weeks ago when I was telling you that uh, October was fire prevention month, fire safety month, and then you could buy uh, smoke alarms and fire detectors at Rocky's Ace Hardware? Yes, I do remember you. Well, there's a reason why. Well, it wasn't shame, shameless. I was, uh, you know, being uh, compensated to uh, impart that information. But I'm just saying that, uh, you know, there's a reason why they were selling those things at a great discount. Well, they're cheap and they're easy to afford. 
And not that hard to install. No, not really. Not really. The 10-year thing, though, it gets me. We were talking about batteries last week, these 10-year batteries that mm-hmm. last in a smoke detector. Do you really know if they work? Like, I don't know. I just uh, I have this feeling that uh, something that you're not replacing batteries in every six months might not be good. You know what drives me insane? Do you ever have um, like a smoke alarm and the battery's starting to die and it beeps and you can't figure out which one it is? Yeah. That drives me bananas. Drives you bananas? Bananas. Like, yeah, because it like beeps like once every four or five minutes. Yeah. And you're going around the house waiting to find out, well, which one is it? If I got a bunch of them in my house... As required by law, I have to go and and like uh, stake out the whole place. Yeah, you got to f- figure out if there's anything burning in there. I would like some sort of control pad, an app perhaps, that tells me which batteries and which zone in my house needs a new battery. I'm on to another million dollar idea. I think you do. I think I am. I think it should be part of the Battery Boys uh, business plan. That's right. We install those too, as well. And we can tell where your faulty one is. Do we do we have smoke alarms with Bluetooth technology to alert you, in fact, which one needs a battery replacement? I don't think we do. Genius. I'm on to something. I think you are on to something. Battery boys just keep providing. And uh, somebody uh, who's listening right now just picked up your idea and you'll hear about it tomorrow. I'm sure. 9-volt-1-1 for all your emergency battery needs. The uh, Greenfield Police Department's new comfort dog, Frank, reported for his first day on the job yesterday. According to Greenfield Police, Frank's first day involved visiting unsheltered people to make sure they're prepared for the first snowfall of the season, which is expected tonight. Officer Frank was sworn in on Friday and follows the in-paw steps of Clarence, the former Greenfield Police comfort dog, who passed away in July and retired Officer Donut. Congratulations on your first day, Frankie. He is a cute little puppy. I'm looking at this picture. I just, yeah. I just want to, I just, uh, I love him. I just want to cuddle him up. Is the comfort dog in Greenfield telling people there are cities better than Greenfield around here? You want real comfort? Move yeah. to another town. Yeah, go to Chicopee. Go to, go, go somewhere else. <laughs> good boy. You're such a good boy. You know, your minutes right away from coal rain. That's a nice area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice looking dog though. That's a beautiful dog. I. uh... I don't want another animal in my house, though. You don't want a second dog? No, no. I'm done with the animals. My wife says she'd like to get a second dog. I've never lived with two dogs in the house. I've never done that. I find one dog is almost more than enough. But um, she's she's had as many as like two or three, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know if I'm well, ready for that. I think I shared with you, we did have uh, two dogs in our house growing up uh, only because... For some reason, my dad didn't believe in spayed or neutered dogs, and uh, uh-huh. I've, I've told you this before. Where yeah. that the, we had Sally was the dog that uh, was brought into our lives when I was born. It was right. like, oh, you know what? Uh, we need a dog to have somebody to play with. Mm-hmm. Another dog <laughs> here, and it was but a male. It was a female. It was Sally. Was it was a female? Okay. And, uh, by the time I was like eight years old. Uh, Sally uh, got out one day mm-hmm. and uh, had relations with the golden retriever that lived up the street, which was like the Nick Cannon of the dog world. Yeah. It was the Bakers. The Bakers lived at the end of the end of the street. It was a dead end street, right? And uh, 
and by the way, the bakers got divorced because the wife painted the front door yellow. That was the reason given. That to was my, it. That was my dad who said, uh, "Yeah, they got divorced probably because she painted that front door yellow." I'm going to guess it's probably a little bit more than that. Yeah, I think I think there was a little deeper issues than that. But she got so that Sally gets pregnant by uh, Tawny, who is the dog up the street, and then uh, she has a litter of. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a Britney Spaniel. He was a Golden Retriever. Beautiful, beautiful puppies. dog. I bet there was a great t- and, hybrid uh, there. She had a litter of six. We gave five away to people who, you know, like people who wanted the loving homes. Right. And then we kept one, which we named Fred. Fred. Fred looked more like the Golden Retriever versus the Britney Spaniel. Sure. And uh, Fred uh, got a little bit older. Yes. And uh, had a litter of puppies with his mom. Oh, my God. This is perverse. I know. What is he talking about? Listen, the lady was yelling. The lady at the, at the uh, there, was a, there was like an adoption shelter that we knew that we could place them with families easier with that litter of puppies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woman was uh, was claiming incest. I just remember being like eight years old, nine years old, however old I was, and listening to the woman uh, behind the, the counter say, incest, <sighs> incest. And uh, she had a litter of puppies then. And then and only then... Did my dad say, hey, maybe we should get these dogs spayed or neutered? Yeah, you think? Yeah. You yeah. think? Maybe yeah. you should have done that long yeah. ago. Having two dogs, male and female, are not a good idea to have in your home. No, and especially if they are, oh my God, in the most perverse and disgusting way. That's perverse. Blood related. Well, who's having sex with the golden? They're, They're all having sex with, with the, the golden. golden. <laughs> that is pretty gross. It's the... It, it, I'm telling you, the animal world makes me shake my head sometimes. Uh, A leading U.S. food sanitation company has employed dozens of children as young as 13 to work in dangerous conditions during long graveyard shifts, federal officials said. Packer Sanitation Services allegedly used child labor in three meatpacking plants across two states. The uh, Department of Labor asked a federal court to issue a nationwide temporary restraining order and injunction against the company over its alleged crimes at plants in Grand Island, Nebraska, Worthington, Minnesota, and Marshall, Minnesota. Over 30 young employees, all under the age of 18, were tasked with cleaning dangerous powered equipment during overnight shifts. Several, including a 13-year-old worker, suffered serious chemical burns. Many of the underage workers were responsible for cleaning heavy-duty tools on a factory kill floor, including beef dehorners, brisket saws, and a 190-pound saw used to split cow carcasses in half lengthwise. Okay, but what were they getting paid? Oh, seventeen fifty an hour. Got to tell you, even for a young kid, maybe uh, you're not old enough to run that kind of machinery. After fin- that's good cash. After finishing their shifts early in the morning, several children went directly to their middle schools, where they routinely fell asleep in class. The filing states many of the children worked between eleven p.m. to five a.m. or seven a.m. The young workers worked five or six days per week, with several clocking in seven days of work per week. You know, I know that uh, violates the law, and I know it's not yeah. the it's not the most pleasant uh, you know workplace there is. But I would love to have made that kind of cash as a teenager. You know, I was thinking about this, and yeah, there are certain situations where you wouldn't want kids using uh, or cleaning uh, high powered equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
in the same sense, how is it any different than a farmer who has a family and the whole family works together and there's kids out there bailing hay at 12 years old? True. What is the difference versus child labor versus child labor on your own on your own uh, personal property that uh, you also need to get things produced, but you can't you don't have enough money to not that these places don't have enough money to hire people. Yeah. But if the only pool of employees that you are, have available to you are 12 and 13 year olds. Yeah, I, I don't know what the law says about mm-hmm. child labor. I know uh, that I, uh, you know, I, well, I, I use that excuse you know, almost too much in high school. So my parents would make me get a job. Yeah. But um, but, yeah, I'm not sure I don't want like a like a 12 year old kid to be fiddling around with like a grain elevator. Yeah. You know, on a, on a farm or a, a hay baler or what have you. But I wouldn't mind having the skills to know how to use a brisket saw. Yeah, you you cut an entire cow in half. Yeah. I want to see one of those. I want to see one of those, but I also want to see the brisket and the saw that's used. Yeah, how is the how is this beautiful piece of brisket that lines up on my smoker? How does that come from the factory? How is it made? You see, that's the kind of thing that I think we should all learn. Mhm. Okay, this brisket is delicious. But where did it come from, and how did they get it? Yeah, you want to find out uh, how, how everything works. Uh, listen, when I was 12 years old, I was working in a restaurant. My parents allowed this to happen. Yes. As a dishwasher. That was $3.50 per hour I was making, and that was back in 1992 mm-hmm. or something like that. Maybe 1990, 1991. I think I was about 12 years old, and I started working at this place. It was clearly illegal. I shouldn't have been working there, but it was all under the table. And this guy would give me three fifty an hour for doing dishes. And then my dad would sit down at the bar out in the restaurant, right. get crocked all night, and go, time to go home, Ted, let's go. What was more dangerous, me operating a dishwasher at the age of 12 well, you or having me your getting dad in the drive vehicle, you home? drive yeah, you home in the car afterwards? You know, I, I mean, but it also taught me a lot about you know, workplace environments and things like that at an early age. You know, responsibility and, and labor and, uh, you know, it wasn't easy cleaning them big bins of food. Uh, that's how that's how these bleeding heart cry baby tree hugging Birkenstock wearing people are all about. I don't they know. worry about, you know, you don't want a child seeing a yeah. saw that can rip apart a cow and have yeah, lengthwise. Right, right. Yeah. Those kids should be in school and learning school. good positive Come things on. like Algebra and trigonometry. I mean, granted, it was only Friday and Saturday nights. It wasn't like, uh, you know, I was working overnights on a school night to, to get things done. Yeah, this is your this is your off time. But it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be a bad thing to teach these kids about hard labor. Nope, absolutely not. Like real hard labor, like, you know, you know, taking like a pickaxe to a rock. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good for a kid. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny uh, for the early part of the day, then cloudy with some snow showers moving in tonight, one to two inches possible throughout the Pioneer Valley. It'll all melt away from the rain tomorrow for with a high of 45. It's 22 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock. It's 749 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I just gave you the forecast. Uh, it's going to snow tonight, one to two inches possible throughout the Pioneer Valley, but rain tomorrow will wash it all away. Uh, real quick, join Steve and the Rock 102 Road Crew this Saturday from 10 to noon at the Autumn Mist Farm in Feeding Hills. Come by and have breakfast with Steve. Yeah, why not? Are you cooking breakfast? 
No, I'm not cooking the breakfast. They're cooking the breakfast. And I had one last week. It was actually very, very good. There's going to be raffles, specials, samples, and you can get your photo with the official Autumn Mist Farm mascot to win even more prizes. You join Steve this Saturday from 10 to noon at the Autumn Mist Farm, 1157 North Westfield Street in Feeding Hills from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Until then. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, I like that tune. That should be our theme song. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, too bad we are using it for this uh, ah, well. backdrop. What do they call it? Uh, benchmark. It's a benchmark. That's what. That's what. That's a, like an inside. Uh, that's like an inside baseball type of thing. Benchmark? Regular people don't talk like that. Like real live people that yeah, don't have microphones being waved in their face. That's what makes us unique, backs. We let the people in. On the terminology that goes yeah. around here. Yeah, pay no attention to the douchebags behind the curtain. Do you know what a VU meter is? I do. Yeah? Yes. I, I don't. Can you tell me? Yes, it's the meter which shows what uh, level our audio is uh, running at. Your VUs. Yes, that's right. It's the VU reader. It's like a VU, but a VU. Oh, how about that? Yes. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to this uh, the sound thing. Please do. Uh, clip number one, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are teaming up to sell holy ears, cannabis-infused edibles shaped like bit ear, shaped like bitten ears. Obviously, it's a reference to the 1997 uh, fight where Tyson bit a chunk out of Evander's ear. They made their piece years ago. In fact, in the new promotional video, Evander gives the gift uh, of an iron to Mike to celebrate ironing things out, in which he takes the iron and slaps it across Evander's holy field face. How you like that? <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, then Mike gives it to his uh, gives his gift to Evander a package of new ears. Oh, that's good. What is this? I got you your ear. No, it's not. This ain't my ear. Yes, it is. Cherry pie punch. My ears don't taste like cherry pie. Yes, they do. Man, they don't. Yes, they do. Why I ate your ear, I should know. Well, you're right. Holy... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, years years ago, remember we used to have like a billboard uh, like downtown off the highway? I had a great idea for a billboard. An absolute great one. And this is like... Like days after that whole Evander right. Holyfield uh, Mike Tyson fight, yeah. and I said, "Let's be on the billboard with like bandages on our ears and and uh, Mike Tyson between the two of us, and say, lend us your ears.' Ah, I thought it was a great idea. And the boss looked at me like, "I don't get it. What do you mean?" I like, you do realize that Mike Tyson bit a dude's ear off, right? Yeah, I still don't get it. Okay. I was like, okay, I give up. Wait, I give up. It, what is it with these people? <laughs> I have no, I, I, no idea. I kind of feel like in all the time I've spent in this industry, if the idea doesn't come from the upstairs, then it's not a good idea at all. Yes, because yeah. crap runs downhill, yeah. not uphill. Yeah, like when we were trying to figure out the name for that mass hat, yes. and I said, why don't we call it mass to mouth? Yeah, that would be good. Uh, nobody wanted that. Nope. They wanted to keep a clean image around here. I, guess. I don't know. Uh, clip number two, uh, some guy got tired of waiting for his McNuggets, so he went behind the counter and stole 20 of them. Here's how that went down. Come on, There's 20 nuggets. Here you go. I'll get it myself. I got my 20 nuggets. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm tired of waiting. I'll have to come back behind the counter and the counter. You got what? You got what? You got what? You got what? I don't know the address, man. What you got? Twenty nerves. 
You hear the manager calling police, and then the man turns and starts throwing the nuggets at him one by one. What a waste of tasty You're nuggets. wasting nuggets on that, on that deal. I remember one time I was in a, um, I was in a, uh, I think it was a Bennigan's. You remember Bennigan's? I do. Did you ever have a Bennigan's around I here? I did. Uh, yeah. Right I don't know here. about right here. Yeah, right, 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 right here. It's very much like a ground round type of type of setting. You know, pub food. Yeah, uh, not as classy. Not as classy. We were in Bennigan's, and uh, it was my brother and his friend and I, and it was down in New Jersey somewhere, and I get uh, I get like a turkey club, and I need some mayonnaise, and I had asked for mayonnaise, and it didn't come with any mayonnaise. And the waiter was nowhere to be found, and the restaurant was virtually empty. So I uh, walked to the kitchen. Yeah. I walked in the kitchen, and I walked up to the counter, and I asked the guy uh, behind the the, the, the chef uh, table there if I could have some mayonnaise, and the guy goes, mayo, mayo, okay, and he gives me mayo, and I walk out. And then the waiter comes over, and uh, he's apologizing for not being available to me, but mm-hmm. he's also laughing very hard. And I said, uh, he's like, I'm really sorry about the mayonnaise, and I'm like, well, what are you laughing about? And he goes, because half of those guys don't even speak English back there. I didn't even know they understood you said mayonnaise. We have to, like, use Spanish words and, uh, you know, to say, the, say the mayo. So you don't even know if that was actual mayonnaise? No, I have no idea. It could have been Manny's A's, that if you know what I'm saying. That could have been like yeah. a snot spittoon. Yeah, you never know what yeah, the hell right. was in that thing. Uh, there you go. Another, uh, well, we got another, another clip. Uh Let's see. Oh, okay. Here's a go. A deer in Wisconsin broke into a home and stayed there for hours, running from room to room, destroying the house. Here is a homeowner, Sue Sujeki, talking about the deer getting stuck in her house and how she thinks her reindeer decorations attracted the animal to their home. Nobody can believe that a full-grown deer is trapped upstairs in your house and can't find its way out. He was just trying to find a way out. This is Dasher and Prancer. Prancer had an unwelcome suitor. Oh yeah, the deer uh, was looking for some hot well, deer you, sex. What did you let the you let the deer in? You open up the door when it, was, when it was knocking on the on the bell. Well, I told you that time when I was in elementary school, the deer came running through the field, and then the doors were open because it was like summertime. Yeah. And the deer was like crashing into the the, the display cases. Mm-hmm. And glass was everywhere. There was blood everywhere. Great things for elementary school kids to see on a. A yeah, hot Tuesday, June and, day. And you're worried about a kid having a, a brisket saw. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no kidding. I saw, we, we saw a deer almost uh, slit his throat <laughs> on the trophy glass. Uh, but yeah, you know what? This is a, a warning to people who have deer decorations. Yeah, I know. There's a deer out there. That, that's like that's like the deer that will do anyone. <laughs> Oh, man, you see that reindeer up there on that second floor of that house? I'm going to go do it. <laughs> Rob, don't do it, Rob. No, I'm going, man. I'm going in there, and I'm getting some. Yeah, give me some. And then he gets up there, and he realizes it's not a real deer. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing it anyway. That's what I'm going. I'm I mean, I've made the effort to get up here. Yeah, I'm thrashing, <laughs> crashing all over the house. Yeah. Hey, uh, Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling wants to send you and a friend to the Blitzkrieg Pro Mercy Me in Enfield on uh, on Saturday, the 19th, alongside the uh, the two tickets. You get an autographed 8x10 and meet and greet with former Wyatt family member Eric Rowan. It's at the Old Country Banquet Hall in uh, in Enfield, 10th caller right now, 293-1021. Gets a pair of tickets to the Blitzkrieg Pro Mercy Wrestling this Saturday in Enfield. Wrestling. Wrestling. All right. There you there go. There you go. Real grappling coming up to uh, the Northern Connecticut. 
757 with Bax and Nagle and Rockwood. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you were aware of this, but the Olympics are coming up. Thankfully, not until 2024, and this time they're being played in Paris, the one in France. That gives me 618 days to complete my Olympic training. Of course, you might wonder what event I'm planning on training for, and my response to that question would be, I'm not exactly sure yet. Let's just say it's something that doesn't require a lot of moving around or physical exertion. Now, you might also be asking, Paxi, why are you fixated on the Olympics when it's nearly two years away? Well, I wouldn't have thought about the Olympics at all had the French not revealed the 2024 Olympic mascot yesterday, and this time, the mascot is a hat. It's not an adorable little French animal wearing a set of Adidas and a beret. It's, some, it's not some sort of vague, indescribable, fun-loving creature. It's a hat. More than that, the new mascot is based on something known as the Phrygian cap, which apparently is a symbol of liberty throughout Persia and the Balkans. It's not even French. It's a hat. Now, in France, the word for hat is chapeau, but in other parts of the world, this mascot would be known as stupid. It's the same hat worn by dumb Donald from the Cosby Kids. And look how things turned out for those guys. Why the country of France chose a hat native to different regions of Europe is beyond me. I assume they chose the hat because the French pair of pantaloons seemed like, like an inappropriate idea. Listen, I know the French are trying, but these people haven't come up with a decent idea since French fries and the Statue of Liberty. Trust me, had they had sent us a statue with a Phrygian hat on, on her coconut, we might have sent it back. Yes, I realize it's only a mascot, and the world is dealing with much bigger issues. But in the Olympic world, you only have one chance to get this right. That's why there are so many former Olympic mascots out there that can't get work anymore. Because they usually stink. But this one, which doesn't even have a name yet, takes the cake. Or should I say, la gâteau. Or do hats and cakes seem too sophisticated for you people? But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a drippy faucet? A leaky toilet? See Dave at the Liberty Street Rockies. That guy knows the difference between a ball cock and a flapper valve. Good people like Dave and Rock Solid Service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and White Snake. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, I uh, we re- we really could use a producer around here. You think? Yeah. Um, I'm just like I'm trying to juggle like three different things at once here. Do you remember when you used to be the producer of the show? Yes. And, and, you, uh, and you remember feeling like we didn't appreciate all the work you were yeah, doing? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Well, what you didn't know is that uh, you know we relied heavily on you, and now that we don't have a producer, it's just the two of us floundering around you realize how crucial that position really was yeah so on behalf of everybody here thank you for your service oh you're welcome i'm like dealing with stuff uh at my house and i'm dealing with stuff trying to get uh, a zoom link that's being demanded of me for some interview thing that we're doing you're dating a virgin Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Um, so yeah, it's it's just like my, my it's like discombobulated. Yeah, I know. Here. I know. Uh, we need somebody. It's great, and uh, it's really great. I really enjoy this. I really enjoy living on the edge. You know, when, five seconds when we are life. able to hire a low-paid uh, producer hump for this mm-hmm. job, like you, I was, yeah, right. 
Trust me when I tell you, you it know will what? change your life. I'm still have I'm still low paid. <laughs> I don't think that that rate has gone right, up no. very much over the last eighteen yeah, but, years. But your hump work is now different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and you've earned it. Have I? Have I really? Well, I guess. Uh, let's do some unpopular opinions. How about that? I'm ready. Uh, company holiday parties are awful. I kind of agree with that. In a way, it depends on what kind of company party you're having. I would say that many years ago, our company party was pretty good. Yeah. But that's back when, you know, you could bring, you know, spouses and loved ones along with you. And there was an open bar and it was at night. You know, now it's just a big, it's just a big lunch. And it's like, uh. It's just not the same. No, you know, it's, it's all, this, not. all the drunken revelry we used to have back in the yeah. early in the nineties. Oh man, those were good times. From Very, what I'm from what I'm told, from what you're told, yeah, you don't remember that. I have no real specific recollections. Uh, yeah, I remember our uh, the first couple of years I worked here. Mm-hmm. It was uh, these huge parties, like you were saying, like, and it was. Uh, they would we would have them at the log cabin or the Delaney house, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd have uh, lots of people. You know, probably over a hundred people. Oh yeah, uh, easily. Now we have like maybe six that work here, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but we we used to have these six, big six people in a punch bowl, elaborate parties, and it was nice because then we could we could meet the people that you hear about all the time. You know, we talk about our personal lives upstairs uh, among the office folk, and it was kind of nice yeah. to see uh, yeah the, the the people that that cared about you. Yeah, I mean, you know, people were saying to me the other night, uh, like, "Oh, uh, you you really do have a girlfriend? She's not just some figment of your imagination." You know, because they, right. You know, you've never seen, haven't seen me out yet. I guess, if you will. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I doubt uh, half of these uh, people upstairs have husbands. I, d- <laughs> I, I don't. don't I, I don't, don't think so. I, I don't know what any of these people do in their spare time. You know why? Because we haven't met any of them. Because we haven't had any kind of uh, jubilee to get together and uh, share that. Yes. So, and I think we could use a good jubilee. We could use a good jubilee. But we'll settle for a lunch in mid-afternoon mm-hmm. uh, at a local restaurant uh, where we get to exchange secret Santa gifts. Fun. Yeah. Fun Good times. Fun. That's hey, going to be fun. Hey, thanks for all your hard work this year. Uh, here is a pair of gloves that were on the discount rack at Burlington Coat Factory. Well, you said under 20 bucks. Well, that's the only thing that was available. That's, you know, that, that needs to be raised, too. You think about inflation. Shouldn't the secret Santa gift now be raised to $30? Jesus, I'm being nickled and dimed to death on this thing. I, I, don't you don't you think? Yeah. All right, next unpopular opinion. Uh, let's see. How about forcing kids to join high school band or orchestra is an excellent way to make kids hate learning instruments and music in general. Forcing them to, to, uh, to be in the high school band is different from them taking lessons on an instrument that they want to play. Yeah. I'd rather have a kid play the instrument that they want to play. Uh-huh. As opposed to say, you're going to have violin lessons, and you will never do anything with this for as long as you live. But if a kid wants to play guitar, I'll give him a guitar. I'll give him a guitar and an amp yeah. and uh, and uh, groupies and a and a tour uh, bus. I, I would never force my kids to do something that they didn't really have an interest in. Yeah. If you're not interested in doing the band, I'm not going to make you do the band. 
you gotta you gotta find something though yeah. if they, that you want to do extracurricular activity that uh, doesn't involve uh, band instruments. Only one of my Sports. kids ever had any interest <laughs> in in uh, learning an instrument, and they kind of taught themselves. Which yeah. I thought was I don't know that's that's pretty admirable. Yeah, it, uh, kids are pretty resourceful. They don't need you to force them to do anything. Yeah, I would probably hate it too. You know, forced to forced to do something as a as a. T- let me. Uh, let, <laughs> I have a little info for you. Yeah. Teenagers don't like it when you tell them what to do. Yeah. Did you know that? Right. They, you know what? Yeah. Teenagers yeah. really don't care for adults very yeah, much. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm finding that out very quickly. When, um, I was a, when I was a kid, I begged. I begged so hard to uh, to get a, a drum set because all I yeah. really want to do is play drums. That's what fuck I thought. What, you know, that's like the coolest thing that yeah. you could do is play drums. And my parents didn't really want to get me drums. They're like, oh, my God, it's going to be so loud. It's going to be awful. He's going to. He's going to suck for years. He's going to play drums once and he'll never play it again. So then they wanted to see if I had any real talent at yeah. keeping time. Mm-hmm. And they said, why don't you drum something on this? <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. Why don't you take this uh, this uh, book of ye- the yellow pages mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and play something that the, you know, like on the radio? Yeah. So they didn't have a radio handy. So instead, what I played is I played like the bongos on the yellow pages to the Chico and the Man theme song. Ooh. And I crushed and it. And you crushed it. I you did it. crushed it. Yeah, that, you should have seen the yellow pages solo I did. Yeah. Oh, was it a lot of dents in there? Oh, from, yeah. Uh, banging so hard on uh, plumbing? I beat the snot out of electrical. Yeah. yeah. They said play on the pipes. You're in the plumbing section trying to play on the pipes. It's not making that pipe sound. Yeah. Playing on the pipes, that would be Candida by Tony Orlando and Don. Knock three times. Oh yeah, yeah. Not twice on. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Just yeah. Tony Orlando and Don. That's it. Yeah. Knock three times. Knock three times. But I was crushing it. That and then once I once they saw okay he can actually do something. Uh, that's when I got my first drum set for Christmas. Oh, yeah, isn't man. that sweet? Sweet set, man. Were your, pa- were your parents like, oh god, he's gonna be playing that thing all damn day? Yes, they were. I tried to play the drums. My mom gave me lessons, or but she sent me to lessons, and uh, it was like a summertime like band thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, all they gave me was this like wooden thing with a rubber uh, pad on it. Practice pad. And you had to practice on it. That's right. I never practiced. I had to take lessons. Uh, I found them to be a little bit boring because I had a very cranky old man teacher yeah. who just wanted to teach me like uh, rudiments, which was like, oh my God, it's so boring. But then, you know, years later, you realize, boy, that probably would have been important to know. You didn't have Mr. Holland for a band teacher? No, I didn't. And the opus? I didn't have uh, Mr. Holland's opus. Here's another one. Crowds of people ruin everything. I completely agree with that. You know, uh, didn't I say during the Big E that the idea of standing around 175,000 people waiting for a baked potato didn't seem like a good idea to yeah, me? Yeah, it's true. This is it, why. It doesn't, it's not, it's, it's not a good idea no. to be around lots and lots of people. I agree. You know, even when I was going to these, uh, you know, these concerts and, uh, you know, this, this buddy I got that gets these concert tickets or whatever, and we get like, you know, 26 rows from the stage, you know, that that was hard enough being in that crowd, but at least we were in the comfortable part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're like way back up on the lawn, you got people spitting all over the place. You get uh, beers being spilled on your blanket, <laughs> and uh, you know the smell of burnt reefer everywhere. We were watching that uh, that documentary on Woodstock '99. Yeah, that's like on like a Netflix or whatever. Yeah, we're watching that, and it's like you know hundreds of thousands of people, and there's no toilets, and there's no garbage cans, and, it, and it's a million degrees, and we're watching this. And we both looked at each other, and we both said, "Oh hell no, we would never have wanted to be at something like that." 
because of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Too many people, too many stinky people, not enough toilet facilities. To hell with that. Yeah, it's too much. There I don't, you go. I don't want to be around that. And that's all I got for unpopular I'll give you an unpopular opinion. Well, you got one. one I'm going to do off the top of my head. Yeah. And I don't even know why I thought of this. Yeah. But I'm going to lay it on you. Pop-Tarts. Complete trash. What? Trash. Are you kidding me? I've never had a Pop-Tart where I didn't say, ooh, look, Pop-Tarts. And then I have the first Pop-Tart. And you say, I instantly regret grabbing the Pop-Tarts. Are, why? What What is it about the Pop-Tart that you don't like? They're, they're dry. There's an inadequate amount of filling. And I, depending on the filling, I'm never completely satisfied. What about uh, if you heated them up? You put them in the toaster. That's what they're for. They're, I, they're, the whole idea of the pop portion was to pop out of the toaster. Toasted, untoasted, I find it to be disappointing. Now, if you gave me like a hostess fruit pie or a table talk pie, mm. same thing, pastry, filling, delicious. I got no problem with that. But a pop tart? I got to tell you, it's a sweat, uh, sweatshop confection. I like the uh, I like the s'mores pop tarts. Mm-hmm. I find them very delicious, and I usually only find them very delicious when I'm uh, really stoned. Yeah, you know well, that's busy. That's the kind of and that's listen, the only reason you'd ever really grab a pop tart. Well, yeah, usually uh, I grab the pop tart and then uh, top it with some ice cream, some hot fudge sauce, and some uh, some uh, milk. Yeah. Okay, see, now you're taking a Pop-Tart and you're making something out of it. Yeah. I'm just talking about ripping open the package, grabbing that first one and going, oh, I really wish I had grabbed the Zagnuts instead. I'm expanding your horizons and giving you different ways to enjoy said Pop-Tart. If you dip it in something creamy like Mm -hmm. an ice cream, it tastes delicious. I'm sure that's true, but any time there's been Pop-Tarts here in the uh, the snack machine and I had a Jones for a Pop-Tart... There's no ice cream available. There's no there's no creamy delicious. I mean, unless I'm going to put like mini moos on top of this thing. Yeah. It, it's hardly going to be like having a, 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 a creamy dip. Are there Pop-Tarts in that machine upstairs? I don't uh, I don't know. I don't believe so. I'm just saying I'm using this as a hypothetical. Oh, I, I see. But if saying. there were like Pop-Tarts, and it's usually the brown sugar yeah. ones. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not brown, crazy. yeah, see, not that, really crazy see about you're that. eating the wrong flavors. You got to get the chocolatey ones. I've had the chocolatey ones, no, and, no, and I, I, I'm still faced with the same level of disappointment. Maybe an Oreo one. Try that one. They have a yeah, that does taste well, that delicious. Does, yeah. Now you're now see you're, now I'm I'm bringing you back to the pop tart. No, side. you just you just piqued my curiosity. I think I'd still rather have a sleeve of Oreos. You know how many calories are in two Pop-Tarts? You want to know how little I care how many calories are in a Pop-Tart? It's like 400 calories in just one little package of Pop-Tarts. That means like almost nothing in it is yeah. natural. But it, but if, <laughs> if but if Pop-Tarts are a normal part of my diet, which they are not, but if they were, I you couldn't say that I really cared about the caloric intake. Yeah, here you go. Put a bunch of fluff on the backside and the other one and eat it like a sandwich, like a big stoner snack. You could do that. I could do that. What about putting Nutella between two Pop-Tarts? Could you do that? I could maybe do that. Yeah, could, maybe. Maybe some peanut butter. Yeah, but then you're taking something and making it into, into something else. Yes, but- I'm just I'm, talking about the plain Pop-Tart out of the wrapper- Trash. Okay, but yeah, you know, maybe uh, pop tart should be like an ingredient in something. You know, well, that's like, different. You know, you like you wouldn't eat the bag of sugar, but if you mix sugar and flour and uh, eggs and things, you could make cookies out of them. Or I cakes. could. Yeah, and See, yet- that's what I'm saying. Use. Stop thinking of the pop tart in such a a narrow minded way. <laughs> You got to expand the Pop Tart uh, possibilities. You know, there's po- 
we, we're just talking about where you can make sandwiches. You could put them on ice cream. You could blend them in a Vitamix with fruit and make a smoothie so you don't feel as guilty for eating the Pop-Tart. <laughs> 400 calories. At 400 calories a pop. It's 825 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Footballs. Time for news brought to you by the Dowd Insurance Agency's insurance service with local service, Dowd.com. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, Tina Lanzillo said the lingering fumes of oil were nauseating. It smelled really bad and everyone was getting headaches, said Lanzillo of Springfield, uh, told Mass Live yesterday. Three weeks ago, Cuddy's fuel oil mistakenly delivered 100 gallons to the wrong house and flooded the basement of the Lanzillo's Pennsylvania Avenue home with oil. A delivery driver for the fuel company had gone to the wrong address on October 24th and supplied oil through pipes that were not hooked up to a tank and were no longer in use at the Lanzillo home. The family spent two nights at a nearby hotel while an environmental response company worked to pump the oil out of the basement. Lanzillo said the uh, Worcester-based agency Response Environmental told the family that air quality levels were safe enough for them to return to their home after the cleanup. Yeah, it just might smell like a garage in here for a while, but uh, you'll be fine. you imagine you got 100 gallons of oil pumped into your basement? Then what? I mean, I, somebody, oh, it was the honk man who said that, the, that what they do uh, to clean that stuff up, because we're asking you, how do you get rid of that stuff? Yeah. Apparently, uh, you use Speedy Dry. Very much like uh, like the stuff they would do, like cat litter or you know, barf dust, and it all solidifies everything, and then you just shovel it out of there. But what a damn mess that's got to be. Yeah, it, it's it's awful. And uh, like I said, I spilled a little bit in the back of my truck once. Yeah, and that took forever to clean up. And it, that was only that wasn't even a a quarter of a gallon. That was like a the spill. Just a aside. spot. Yeah, just a spot. And it's uh, it's gross. Uh, for nine people, we had to get three rooms, and uh, it's very expensive. I was nervous to stay in a hotel room in case we wouldn't get reimbursed. Well, we're going to get reimbursed whether you stay in the home or not. Yeah, I know. You know but uh, Lanzillo described feeling unsure of what her insurance company would cover as agents would have not been responsive to her questions. She said uh, Worcester-based Hanover Insurance Group did not send out an agent to view the damage and said that only $10,000 of damages would be covered. I thought that it was my fault, but I'm not sure, she said. I asked him to come to the house and assess it and make sure that I have someone on my side. Her insurance agent declined to send somebody out, stating, we don't do that. What? Um, yeah, I think you probably should. Uh, I just felt very alone for the uh, first two weeks that this happened. And they're showing pictures, and it's, the fuel oil is covered, is, co- I'm sorry, colored. You know, yeah. so... It's so truck drivers can't steal the home heating fuel at a lower cost than uh, and use it in their vehicles. It's just dye that's inside the vehicle. But this stuff, it's red. It's red all over the basement floor. It's like there's uh, there's laundry in there. Yeah. Just, that ain't gonna. They had a lot of you know a lot of personal items, mm-hmm. you know, photographs and stuff like that. But you know, we were talking about this earlier, and then you know, the story said, and this I find to be unfathomable. But apparently this kind of thing happens more than people yeah. realize where the oil guy goes to the wrong house, starts pumping. There's a uh, there's an indicator on the uh, on the nozzle, which you know suggests that it's either an active line or an inactive line. And if there's no whistle, then you got yourself a problem. Yeah. But this dude dumped 100 gallons of I oil know. at no point. Well, did he say 
Do you hear anything, or is it just me? Uh, maybe uh, maybe my ears are clogged. You know, we talked about this at length, and you can go back and listen to it on the podcast later. But we oh, talked about and it this. was fascinating, too. It was fascinating. It was actually a very good uh, topic to talk about because a lot of people don't know about this stuff. Uh, Jeff Curtis, a project manager with Response Environmental, said, generally speaking, most homeowners' insurance policies do not cover pollution-related incidents. Frankly, if you have a spill in your house, unless you've talked to your insurance company, you are not covered. I am really amazed that people don't know about that. I'm actually amazed that it's not covered because how do you, I mean, how do you anticipate like that well, something like that's going to happen to you? This is going to be a fight with the insurance company of the oil company, of yes. the guy who put that oil in there. That's where the, uh, I mean, you could take anybody to court over that and go, hey, this guy came to my address. Uh, I don't even have an oil tank. Uh, he put it in the wrong pipe. Yeah, but if you're the homeowner. I think I saw an adult film that had that exact quote, too. It sprayed it all over the hood. Sprayed right? it all over the hood. I yeah. put it in the wrong pipe. I know. Yeah. But but if you're the homeowner and and you you know, file a claim expecting, hey, you know what? I'm paying homeowner's insurance here. You know, this should be covered. I, I mean, how do you sit there and, and take it when they say, no, this uh, we, we don't we don't cover... Yeah. pollution damage I mean, no 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 no. that's the point where you say i'm going to submit this again and again and again until i get somebody to yeah. say okay yeah we'll cover it and that's where insurance companies uh insurance companies are great until you need something from them in the meantime the insurance company for cuddy's fuel oil has helped with the stench of oil <laughs> by providing an air purifier and putting plastic on the ceiling in the basement in an attempt to contain the smell oh well that'll help well, if you just close the door and put this plastic sheet over it, nobody will know. <laughs> Cuddy's Fuel Oil did not return a request for comment in the time for publishing. Yeah, no Gee, kidding. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to answer the phone either. Yeah, you could have given them like five days yeah. notice and they wouldn't have picked up the phone. Hey, uh, yeah, is this Cuddy's? Yeah, looking for uh, Mike. Uh, who's calling? Uh, Mass Live. We're uh, doing a story on the fuel. Uh, he's uh, in the shower. He's... <laughs> Cleaning all this oil that's spilling yeah, all over him. Yeah, you got a shower over there? Oh, yeah, we have to have a shower. Yeah, we have to have a shower. All these guys spilling fuel all over each other all over the place. <laughs> Sometimes they just shoot the oil at themselves. Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm I'm the I'm the porn star guy filler. I fill it all the way up, and just as it's about to get to the end, I take it out and I spray it all over the side of the house. You know what I would like to know? <laughs> you know what I'd like to know? I call it the fuel cocky. Oh my God! You right. had to had anyway, to step there. Yeah. So they so they pumped this house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the house that they were hoping to fill was across the street. And this was not a house that had an oil tank. Well, it still had the pipe in it from when yeah. it did have an oil tank. So here's my question. Yeah. Who gets charged for that hundred gallons of oil? The yeah. people across the street? Yeah. Or I, do they just eat the cost of 100 gallons of oil that went on someone's floor? I told you earlier, I had 170-something gallons of oil delivered, and it cost me 1000 bucks, which is going to set me back. But still. Yeah, because I, like, I would think that if there hadn't been a complaint, this oil company would have charged the people across the street. Oh, probably. Hey, hey uh, we, we just we, delivered a th 100 gallons worth of oil. We were there the other day. Oh, you your tank is empty? Oh, go to talk to your uh, your people, your next door neighbor across the way. You know what? That's a really good point that you bring up. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you know, who would have known? Yes. And then, and then they would have had to do this like, okay, well, where did the fuel oil go? I've heard of people who had fuel oil delivered to their home, but they had an oil tank. 
and the oil tank got filled up. And yeah. then the owner of the oil company was like, you know, uh, you owe me money for th- for that fuel. And then it was like a dispute between, the, like, yeah. who's responsible at that point? Do you, <laughs> do you say, oh, well, uh, you know, screw you because I don't know. you you made the mistake and I got free fuel oil or do you say okay well, let me work with you a little <sighs> bit I'll give you half of what you of what you did like what what do you do how do you resolve that situation God, unbelievable but uh these poor people somebody yeah. just sent me a story from as far back as 2016 of this yeah. happening in Holyoke uh the fuel company accidentally delivers uh accidentally pumps oil into a basement of a home with no tank from as far back as uh, 2016, they say this happens often, which I which I, I find f- to be amazing. I do find I find that to be amazing too, especially with all these precautions that you have in place with the whistling pipe and all. And ooh, it's the whistler. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. And uh, somebody who's been in business for so long, I would find it hard that you would make that mistake. I, I just I don't know. It's it just seems to, I'm not I'm not an oil pumper guy, yeah. so I don't know. Whoopsie. You'll have to contact Billing. You know, some burglars break into homes looking for pricey jewelry, expensive electronics, and maybe an attempt to crack a safe or two. Uh others have more modest aspirations. Okay. Twenty three year old man in California was arrested after police say he broke into an elderly woman's home and rummaged around before picking out a small portable vacuum cleaner and running off with it. Police later found parts of the vacuum uh, scattered outside. It's unclear why the thief dismembered the vacuum he'd just stolen, but it's possible that he was after a single attachment. Because two hours later, the cops tracked the guy down, and he still had one of the attachments on him. It's unclear which one it was. Was that thing that get, that gets into the corners? Yeah, that would be the most helpful one. I think it is. Yeah, the one with the small little nub on the end of it, and you can stick it in your dryer vent to suck out all the lint. You can do that. You yeah. can also stick it in between the sofa cushions. and uh, Or you can have sex with it. And, and everything, everything in, in between. between. All right. <laughs> Perfect time for a guest, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh, 841 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Munson Savings Bank is here to help make your dream home possible. Does your dream home have a big backyard, a grand kitchen, or a new office space? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 848 and the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Partly cloudy now, then mostly cloudy by this afternoon. One to two inches of snow uh, predicted for tonight into tomorrow morning. All melted away by some rain with a high of 46. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Nominations for uh, the Hyundai Salute to Heroes is still going on. In fact, there's a few days left for you to nominate uh, you know, someone that uh, you might think would want to drive around in a Hyundai Tucson, because who the hell wouldn't? And in the studio with us right now, it's uh, Brian Hauser from Police Hyundai. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. No problem. So you have, you've been, you're still taking nominations for this uh, Salute yes, to Heroes this, thing. This Sunday um, at midnight, we close it. Um, it it's a, definitely a great program as far as reach out to the community, um, see as far as some great stories of people doing unbelievable things. So we're looking forward to seeing them. So definitely uh, don't be too late. Get those in there. So this has uh, been going on for for a while. What what are the uh, the qualifications for somebody? Um, you just got to be over 18 years uh, of age. Um, you have to live in um, Hampshire, Hamden, or Franklin County. Um, and in 300 words or less, somebody asks to nominate you. Uh, it's an easy program. You just go to HyundaiSaluteTheHeroes.com. 
fill out all the information regards why that person is deserving of a new automobile. If someone's nomination went like 304, 305 words, are they automatically out there? Is there like a, a word counter at the, at the for Hyundai? It might not go through. Really? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we man. do apologize. I know it's tough. I mean, there's some uh, great stories out there, but uh, 300 words is the cutoff. Now, this is something that, that, that I heard, and you can confirm this or uh, not confirm this. Normally, when you win a substantial prize, there's usually a tax bill that goes along with it. But Hyundai's taking care of that. Right. If I'm not mistaken. See, to me, that's like the best thing because it's the reason why I don't sign up for any expensive prizes. It's the reason I don't win anything good because uh, I don't want to pay the taxes right. on it. But the fact that it's being taken care of for someone who deserves it, I think is fantastic. Yeah, the last thing we want, the Western Mass Hyundai dealers, we came together. The last thing we want is to, to put a new car in someone's driveway and say, hey, you owe me $2,000. Well, and, and you know, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, you see that's that. called buying a car. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, though, you do see that with people who win, you know, big prizes like that, and all of a sudden they have to sell the prize in order to cover the tax bill that that, that came along with that, and then pay taxes on that amount too, because it's all income, right? Yeah, but you guys right, are right, taking care of that, right down to the um, inspection sticker. Um, we we take care of everything, and the great thing about the Tucson, you also get three years of complimentary maintenance, so you get to know our dealerships get some free maintenance, you get the best warranty in the world. Um, so it's definitely a great gift. The only thing we don't do is we don't put gas in it. That's on you. Oh, well, that's oh, that. Forget man, it. That. Come forget on. it. No gas. Um, hey, I know a guy who can put 100 gallons in your basement. What do they do with that? I don't know. I don't know. It's for sale. But, uh, but I'm actually looking at the uh, at the Tucson. It's actually a really nice car. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about this car. Um, all your safety features, your blind spot indicator. Some of those roads are a little crazy out there sometimes. Um, you got the best warranty in the world. You got a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. You have the five-year, 60 bumper to bumper. Um, but if anything goes wrong, you got the roadside assistance for five years. So flat tire, lock of keys in your car, no worries. I'm really fascinated with these safety features on these vehicles. Now, Are, does this have adaptive cruise control as well? Oh yeah, it's got adaptive cruise control. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, these cars are pretty much sooner or later going to be doing it all by by themselves. Well, I mean, uh, but a, obviously, you see new vehicles come out all the time, so you probably see the technology before a lot of other people really get to experience it. Because you know, a vehicle that I purchased about. Uh, five years ago now, had that adaptive uh, cruise control thing. But now it seems like a lot of different automakers are making the, that standard now as far as the, uh, you know, when they sell these vehicles. Yeah, with all the competition and, and the government standards are what they got to upkeep. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these things nowadays, you don't have to go to the top line model, right? Um, which is fantastic with, with this package that we have. You get all that stuff right up front. This Remember? is uh, Brian Hauser from uh, Belize Hyundai. Uh, you can uh, sign up uh, or nominate somebody. Uh, Hyundai uh, salute to heroes.com. You know, um, my car is so old that the only adaptive driving is uh, the responsibility of the idiot behind the wheel. And that's uh, and that's that's about it. It's just it's just on me. So and the- and, and that cassette adapter that plugs into your <laughs> walk. <laughs> So well, Max, I do have yeah. some brochures in the car. Nah, I can bring them right in. Listen, <laughs> listen, no, I'm all good. But but uh, but it's amazing how much that technology has improved. Not, I mean, not just the safety features, but really like everything in a car now. It's just it's unbelievable. And and Hyundai's leading the way with it. I mean, they 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 uh, want our customers to be safe and protected. Um, there's a lot of crazy drivers out there, so yeah. we're making the technology to protect everybody. All right, so again, uh, the folks can go nominate uh, a veteran at, uh, what's the uh, web- website again? Um, it's HyundaiSaluteTheHeroes.com. Mm-hmm. Um, again, anybody can be nominated. Um, this is a real grassroots campaign. We're looking for somebody out there that goes above and beyond the community. Um, and in 300 words or less, um, let us know why that person's deserving a brand-new 2023 Hyundai Tucson, 18 years or older, Hamden, Hampshire, and Franklin Counties. And the, uh, the deadline for nomination is when? 
this Sunday, um, November 20th, we're cutting it off. So uh, please get those entries in so we can nominate the winner, which is going to be announced the week of December 10th. And we'll be looking forward to finding out who uh, that lucky recipient is. We're excited. Let's just make sure that it's either Nagel or yeah, Baxendale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we not nominate each other? I'm not nominating him. We can get an older Model 2, son. We don't need a <laughs> brand new one. <laughs> Brian Hauser from Belize Hyundai. Good to see you. Thank you guys so much. Thank it's you. It's uh, just about 8.54 with Baxendale and Rock 102.